Good afternoon or good morning, wherever you may be at this time. Uh, it's good to be with you. And Stephen, thank you so much for this opportunity uh, to be with you. And thank you for the ministry of Sermon Audio. Uh, my brother-in-law is church planning here in the States in North Carolina. And Stephen was telling me that I was on Sermon Audio uh, files because I had preached at his church. So just thank you for the work that y'all are doing with smaller churches, larger churches, and just helping um, keep the Word of God uh, safe and secure and going out across the airwaves around the world. And it's good to see so many of you from just different places, not only here in America, but around the world. And thank you for tuning in. If you ever do you find yourself in Greenville, South Carolina, let me encourage you to stop by Sermon Audio. I'm here in the studio, and God's just blessed them with a really nice uh, setup. And you ought to come see it. Come meet Stephen in person and get a tour. And thank you for the ministry here and the opportunity to be with you. And if you're in Greenville, we'd love to have you visit with us at Morningside Baptist Church. We're just a few miles from the campus of Bob Jones University, where Sermon Audio is housed on the campus of BJU. So please stop in and pay us a visit uh, if you're in town. We're going to turn our attention now to Scripture. You can take your Bibles and turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 29, and we'll look um, at just a portion of David's prayer, starting uh, with verse 10. But just get, let me give you a little bit of a background. Many times when uh, we pray, often we think of prayer as asking God for something. But to be fair, there's a lot more that should be included in our prayers. And sometimes acronyms can be helpful to us to uh, kind of organize our thoughts when we pray. And one acronym that I'd like to turn our attention to is the acronym of PRAY. And when you use this acronym, the P in PRAY stands for praise and taking time to praise God for who He is and what he's done and his attributes. The R in pray is repentance. Of course, uh, all of us have a life of uh, various sins that we need to confess from time to time. And when we come to God in prayer, it's a great time to, to confess our sins before God. And thankfully, he's faithful and just to forgive us. The A is to ask. And let's be fair, there are many times our we have petitions on our heart, burdens on our heart, and we want to take those to God and ask for his help, ask for his wisdom, ask for his intervention. And then the why is yield. And we need to yield ourselves to God's will, yield ourselves to his, um, his plan for our lives, yield our members as instruments to righteousness, as Romans says. So that little acronym may be helpful to you, and we're not going to go through every uh, part of it, but I want to focus in on the P part of pray, and that's the praise. And we're going to look at a a prayer of praise of King David. And the setting here is that the people of Israel had given generously for the temple. And um, there was a great offering. And David was taking this opportunity to praise God for what he had done. So let's uh, start reading in First Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 10. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation, and David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness, and the power, and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thine hand is power and might. And in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. I want you to notice, first of all, that David praised God publicly. It says here in verse 10, Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And, you know, it's great to 
not only praise God privately in our own heart and our own prayers, but even publicly to be thankful for God and to publicly testify of his greatness, to talk to our neighbors, like this uh, lady that just testified of uh, her nurse assistant uh, getting saved. She was talking about her God publicly to this person that was caring for her there in the hospital. And we ought to brag on our God. He's a good God. I mean, let's face it, we all like it when somebody kind of brags on us, appreciates us, is thankful for us. How much more should we have that attitude towards the one who created us, the one who sustains us, the one who cares so well for us? So David took time to praise God publicly, and praise is a part of public worship. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 12 says, In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. I don't know where you may be worshiping this next Lord's Day, but let me encourage you to publicly take part in praising your God. Don't let your voice be silent. Take part in the song service. Take part in actively listening to the Word of God and publicly testify what a great God that we serve. And praise is really just bragging on our God. We're created for His glory. And if we try to uh, neglect giving Him glory, we're not doing what we're created for. So publicly praise God. But also David praised God's permanence. The next part of chapter uh, 2910b says, And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. You know, our God is eternal. Psalm 92 says, From everlasting to everlasting thou art God. And he's unchanging. Not only is he eternal, but he, he doesn't change. He's not fickle. He's not one way one day and another way the another day. You, you never know what kind of mood you're going to find God in. Thankfully, we have an eternal, unchanging, always faithful God. Psalm 102, verse 27, But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. So praise God that we have a permanent, unchanging, always faithful God. And David praised God for his permanence. He also praised God for the person that he was. And it was like he was going through a theological dictionary of sorts, just looking for words to come up of how he could praise God and listen to the, some of this doxology. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. I mean, he just kept kind of rattling off uh, uh, things to praise God for. And you know, our God is great. Psalm 86 verse 10 says, For thou art great. We serve a great God. We serve a God who's worthy of our worship. He's also powerful. Genesis 17, 1 says, I am the Almighty God. The Hebrew name here, El Shaddai. We serve an Almighty God. And aren't you thankful that not only do we serve a God who's all-powerful, but He's also all-loving. He wants what's best for us. And He's omniscient. He knows what's best for us. And He's all-powerful. He can do what's best for us. So thank Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, God, that you are a powerful God. That's the kind of God we serve. He's also glorious. David was praising him for his glory. Psalm 145, verse 5, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty. Um, he is worthy of praise and glory. He's also victorious, Revelation 4, 8. Christ is on the throne. He's worshiped as the one who lives forever and ever. There in Revelation 4, 8 to 11. And he is victorious. We don't serve a, a dead Savior, and we don't serve a defeated Savior. He will come back, even though at times it may seem like, man, what's going on? And we know, know that now Satan is the prince and power of the air, but he will be defeated. Christ will ultimately rule and reign on this earth and the new earth. So we serve a victorious God. And he's majestic. Psalm 145, 5, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty. Uh, he is a very majestic uh, 
uh, God. So David was taking time to praise God for the person that he was. I'll just recommend a little book to you uh, here in South Carolina. We are near a Christian camp called the Wilds Christian Camp. And for many years, Ken Collier served as the director of that camp. His wife, Marty Collier, did an extensive Bible study about who God was. And she would go through and read in the scripture, and she would find things that would tell her from God's word who God is. And my God is, and she would elaborate on that. And she's got a book out about that. So if you're kind of wanting to maybe do a little devotional study or more uh, insight into that, pick up Marty Collier's book. I don't know if the official title is My God Is, but it's uh, along that lines of who her God is. So we ought to take time to praise God for who he is, the person that he is, the attributes of who our God is. But God is also worthy of being praised for his preeminence. In verse, the latter part of verse 11, For all that is in the heaven and the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. You know, our God created all things. Colossians 1.16 tells us, for by, all, for, by think, for by him all things were created, and he sustains all things. By all, him all things consist, and he reckons all things to himself, Colossians 1, to reconcile, reconcile all things unto himself. So we serve the preeminent God, the one who is exalted as head above all. And then finally, David praised God for his providence. In verse 12, both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. You know, we can be thankful that God provides for us. Just this week, I went to a chapel message where one of our preacher boys at our church was preaching here at Bob Jones University Chapel, and he did a great job, and he was talking from Matthew about why we shouldn't be anxious. You know, we shouldn't be anxious because who can worry and add one foot to a stature? You know, it's not going to do any good to be anxious. Why should we not be anxious? Well, it uh, really shows that we have little faith. And it also demonstrates that we're acting like the Gentiles. We're acting like the unsaved. And that's another study you can go have there in Matthew chapter 6. But we serve a God that provides for us. We don't have to worry. He takes care of the birds of the air and the flowers in the field. We don't need to be anxious. We have a providential God who meets our needs. And he also promotes us. The Bible tells us in James that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. You know, any blessing that you have today is the good hand of God upon you. And we ought to be thankful for that. The fact that I was able to get up this morning and walk to my truck is something I ought to be thankful for. The fact that I am able to have this technology uh, and we're able to enjoy this technology to fellowship around the world, that's something we ought to be thankful for. The fact that you've given us God's Word that's preserved on SermonAudio.com where people can be blessed at any time of the day and night around the world listening to the preaching of God's Word, that's something to be thankful for. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And may we praise God for His providence to provide those good things for us. And He also empowers us. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And praise God, I don't know what you may have on your plate today, what you have to accomplish, what chores you have ahead of you, but by the good providential hand of God, he will give you strength to do what you need to do today. So as we think about a prayer meeting, I thought I'd turn our focus to the idea of praise. Many times we have prayer meetings to ask God for things, and we can maybe neglect to praise God for who he is. And we'll take time now to publicly praise God and to pray to God And we can thank him for his permanence. We can thank him for the person that he is, his preeminence.
and his good providence. Thank you for the opportunity to share with you.